Dr. Drago, son of Ivan Drago, who infamously killed Apollo Creed, appeared today to issue a challenge to Adonis Creed. Don't do this. I ain't got a choice. That's the same thing your father said, and he died right here in my hands. That kid was raised in hate. It's dangerous. Welcome to another edition of The Substandard, sponsored by Quip Electric Toothbrush and Calm, the number one app for sleep, meditation, and relaxation. I'm Victor Mattis, along with Sonny Bunch and Jonathan V. Last. I'd like to remind you The Substandard is available on iTunes, Google Play, and Stitcher. Just look on our podcast and search for Substandard. You'll easily find us. Please subscribe, tell your friends, and leave a review. Gentlemen, how are we? JVL, what's going on? Victorino, happy Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving to you. How was your Thanksgiving? And what's lovely? Lovely. Not as lovely as my back Black Friday. Oh boy. Here we go. I went over to Best Buy on Black Friday. Mm -hmm. So, like, wait a minute, wait a minute. Physically or online? Physically. Physically. Okay. I walked into Best Buy. There were... What time did you get there? Approximately, I didn't show up till like 6 o'clock at night. And there were approximately 250 people online to check out. In line. In line to in, check out. The, were, on the line. Were in they, the line. Were they, on, were they on their computers? They were all on their phones. Were they, were they on their Sonny, computers? Sonny, you're outnumbered here. No. Two to one no, number of Jersey no, people. There are two. No. Two, this two. is ridiculous. This is my biggest vocal <laughs> pet peeve. People, you is. don't stand on a line. Yeah, you don't stand. Line, you don't stand, you stand on. on there's on no it. line on yes, the ground. There there's no. They yes, there it's is. not a prison. Yes, you haven't oh, painted yes, a line yes, on the on, for people you know to stand why? on. You stand in a line. You, you are something. the line. Mm-mm. The people are the line. Mm-mm. You're in the line. Mm-mm. The line is people. The line is people. New Jersey gets in a line. New Jersey gets New Jersey gets. New Jersey gets. And they get to like it. Let me tell you something. When I was a kid at grade school and they say stand on a line, we were in a parking lot and you literally stood on the painted line of the parking lot and that's where it came from, <laughs> on the line. Go ahead, JVL. You were online and what happened? There were there were, were 250 people. in. There was a line of 250 people. Yes. Waiting to check out at the cashiers. This line went through the snake phase all the way to the back of the store, then around the back of the store and... I looked at the TV that I wished to purchase, and then I looked at the line, and there was a Best Buy clerk standing there, and I pulled out my phone, and I looked at it, and it said, we can deliver this TV to your home for free on Monday. Would you like to do that? And I said to the clerk, is there any reason that all of these people here are standing online instead of ordering it to be delivered to their home on Monday, Mm -hmm. except the fact that they're all idiots? And he looked at me, he said, no. Every single item we have in the store is available on the website for the same price. Almost all of it will be delivered on Monday. I don't know why these people are giving what will amount to hours of their lives to have it today. I think some people probably, you know, you see the pictures like in Paramus of New Jersey. I think people take pleasure in the throngs and then like, I'm going to be the guy to stand on the shopping carts and then tackle somebody. I think that's what they live. I think people live for the violence. I might. My my concern in this is always for the store itself. Having worked so like having worked at a McDonald's and like when I was in a teenager and like having tracked like hourly sales and like see. So my question I guess would be for the Best Buy employee: Is there any sort of demerit to the store for purchasing it online as mm. opposed to purchasing it here? Because like if I, I like That's I always I always resent the people who treat Best Buy like a showcase room for Amazon or. Even for Best Buy, kind of, because it's like the the, sh- the store is here. Like you should be patronizing the store, so they don't shut all the stores down. You know what I mean? This is like saying that you should read the paper version of a magazine versus the website of the magazine. Content is content, Sonny. <laughs> Ooh, good point. Uh, so I stood there and I tap tap tapped on my phone and I hit purchase and I purchased my TV. Instead of having to lug it outside by myself after standing in line for three hours and then fit it into the back of my minivan and then unload it, two very nice gentlemen brought it to me on Monday in the pouring rain, and I unboxed it, and I put 
65 inches <laughs> of 4K full array dimming up on my wall. It is the TV, and it's amazing. Uh, what kind, what, yeah. what, what's the brand? TCL. Okay. TCL. I have all sorts of things. Would you like to know about TCL? I would. Here's so TCL's I, founder was a participant in the Cultural Revolution. Huh. That sounds about right. <laughs> no, I I, uh, I, I want to hear sort of all like about, getting a Huawei laptop. I, I want to like hear all TCL. about your uh, TV purchase because I am uh, for years I was an obsessive TV. Uh, uh, back when LCD and plasma were battling for supremacy, I was riveted by you know standards and what did what, uh, and I have kind of lost all that because I haven't bought a TV in so many years. Uh, but so I would be curious to know what your process was for deciding on this brand and what are the benefits of this uh, 4K 65 inch LCD TV as opposed to others in the in the general marketplace. So the price divide occurs immediately following 65 inches. Below 65 inches, the televisions are largely commodities. Once you add the extra five inches at 70, uh, the prices have not dropped as fully as they have further down. So you can get a pretty good, a very good 65 inch set for like 600 bucks. you could get a very good 70 inch set for like 1600 bucks. Mm-hmm. So I'm saying like the the linear increase that you get from like 42 to 55 to 65 is all in a straight line and then the the curve There's a jump. jumps. There's a discontinuity. Right. Uh, what I really so please understand this television is a transition TV cuz what I really want is a 70 inch OLED OLED cuz the OLED screens are amazing. Do you know about dimming? Can Sunny? you no, I this is I don't know anything about OLED versus LCD. Okay, here's what you need to know. Uh, the way they have finally gotten the LCD and LED screens to have su- uh, substantial blacks, mm-hmm. which is always the difference. The Excuse difference. me. Oh, sorry. The reason I went with a plasma is because it's black. Incredibly, like the blacks are black, and like they don't, they don't, they Inky. don't look like grays. Inky. It's not. There's not shadows. It's like it's black. And LCDs and LEDs used to be very, very bad about that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but what they have done true, is they use what is called local dimming, and so they have my TV, for instance, has 120 zones behind the screen, where when you are displaying black, uh, you can lower the light output of the LED bulbs in that zone and then increase it in the bright zones so that you get a much higher contrast and the blacks appear more black. I assume this all happens automatically like the TV is. No, you have to actually press the buttons. So you have, to, you have to sit with a keyboard no, 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 and whenever no, no. there is a shadow on oh. screen, you have to press for that region. Well, you, you this you, is what it sounds like to me because it's a, you say that you can actually make the screen dim and I like. Yes, it handles. It's very. The it's, com- the, the process very chips complicated. handle this. There's pulleys, actually. And so you have to pull this, and then you shift a lever. You actually and paint it, it on the, the screen. There's like a paintbrush. So I get 120 of these local dimming zones. The difference is that on OLED, every single pixel is a dimming zone. Oh. So every single, all of the 8 million pixels are individually dimmable. And so the black levels you get on the OLED sets are nuts. But OLED is now where the LED was like five years ago. So we, we're going to have to wait to get that price down to where it's commoditized. And that's so why is, I bought like this a, transition TV what is for like just a, for a few years. What is like a 65-inch OLED? 3,000? Um, 2,700? 2,500? Depending on. Does this have They're the, lovely. Uh, does this have the HDR? Does your TV have the HDR? Not only the HDR, but Dolby Vision. I don't know what that is. It's Dolby. the better HDR. It's like at yes. most, you have at most in your living yes. room? Yes, I do. Well, you have built-in speakers, right? Yes. Yes, I do. What? <laughs> Thank you, Daniel Plainview. Plainview. Uh, <laughs> the, the, um, so here, do you actually have the Dolby Atmos setup? Or is it just the 5x1 or 7x1? No, it's 5x1. Because the it's Dolby Atmos setup is like a, like a t- 30-speaker yes. array I do or not, something, right? I do okay. not have that yet. Um, yet. <clears throat> yet. But uh, now here's the thing. I wish that I was the kind of person who couldn't see the differences between good video and bad video. I really do. Because there are people for whom, for instance, my wife, when we got our <laughs> first HDTV, 
uh, our, our Panasonic, no, our Pioneer Plasma, 42 inch, when we moved from standard definition to high definition. Do you remember what that was like? Oh my God. The first night we set it up, we put on a baseball game in high definition and I sat there on the sofa next to her with my jaw on the floor. Yeah, blades she, of grass, blades of grass. And she looked at it and said, I don't see the difference. My in-laws, when we, we got my in-laws uh, their first high-definition TV set, and we brought it up, and we installed it, and we put it on, and it had the soap opera effect happening. And I looked at <laughs> it. Oh, it had the, it had the motion, the motion smoothing? The motion Whoa. smoothing hadn't been turned off yet. Whoa. And we put on something to test, and it was like the longest day or something with motion smoothing, looking like a Mexican soap opera. <clears throat> and a telenovela. I looked at it, and I was like, oh, my God. Because it just hurts your soul, right? Not even your eyes, your soul. And my mother-in-law and father-in-law looked at it and was like, what's wrong? And I said, well, look, look at the screen. Can't you tell what's look wrong? Look at the screen. Look at the screen. Look at it. Look at it. My in-laws. Look at me. <laughs> but that was and, good. Son. And so my, yeah. my in-laws mm -hmm. look at it. And this is no trolling. They are not the no, sort no, of no, people no, to troll. No, no, and no, they no. said, I don't understand what's wrong. No. And then I turned the motion smoothing off, and, said, and it looked like voila. cinema. And I said, "Now do you see the difference?" And they said, "No." Oh God! So if I if I yeah. was like that, mm -hmm. then I could have spent two hundred fifty dollars on a screen and just be done. My, no, my in-laws. My in -laws, it's an When they first got their um, uh, a flat screen in their living room up in Connecticut, uh, for a while when you'd go up to visit, you turn on they'd have like they'd be watching the news or sports. And it was still the old channels. So they had, I said, you know, there are different channels. There's the high-definition Fox News They're channel. They're watching the standard def. Yeah, and the standard def. And then you would change it back. And you'd, and I'd have to look for it. And I don't know Connecticut. So it's like it's like 805 or something. And it's like, what is the channel? And I don't know, maybe a shrug. you know. And then there was an issue with Letterboxd, which is a whole other story. But When know. the red, yellow, white cable guy is making fun of you for being technologically yeah. backward. Mm -hmm. Wow. Run for cover. Wow. Run for cover. It's bad news. So it's an affliction okay. that I yeah, have. Yeah, sure. I am burdened. You are. You are burdened. Burdened with glorious yeah. purpose. Yeah. Burdened yeah. Uh, by my ability to discern between quality visual mm -hmm. and poor visual. Mm -hmm. And I really crushed it. And this gigant TV, man, it's awesome. We watched as our first 4K movie. The original Mission Impossible and Man Alive. It was great. Man, Emmanuel Beard's lips must have been amazing. <laughs> Bigger than life size. Oh, okay. She is amazing in that. Yeah. For that She's for like that 60 moment, now, isn't she? She's for, 60 For that now. one moment, she was the world's number one, number one. Don't you agree, Victorino? She in, was that movie, yeah, in that movie? Pound for pound. For, yeah. pound, pound for pound. Pound for pound. The yeah. most beautiful woman in the world. Uh, all right. So question. Yeah. Talk about the installation. Oh well, I had to hang it on the hang it on the wall, so I just hung it on the wall by myself. Yeah, Ooh, what? Yeah, but I will say this: so I uh, I was having trouble mounting my old bracket to this television. I thought it might mean that I need a new bracket, so I went back to Best Buy, mm. and oh. there was a kind gentleman standing right there by the brackets, and I explained to him my problem, and I looked at the brackets there, the cheapest of which was like ninety four dollars, and he said, no, 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 no. You need four M6 16 millimeter bolts. Go over to Home Depot, which is right around the corner. Uh, they will be $2. Don't buy a whole new bracket. Wow. So I said, thanks, buddy. Did you a solid? And I went by Home Depot, which was on my way home anyway. And they were $1.89. And it worked like a charm. If you had gone to Lowe's and tried to put those in your TV, your TV <laughs> would have exploded. Exploded. <laughs> so this is one I don't want to get on the wrong side of Lord Bezos because I have a feeling in the end mm -hmm. he might beat Best Buy. Maybe. Maybe. Possibly. Who knows? Possibly. Anything can happen. Beat or buy. Uh, I would say. But oh, yeah. Best Buy, first of all, the TV was way cheaper than it was on Amazon. Well, this is. Oh, yeah. This way is cheaper. Yeah. Mm -hmm. this is, this and is, I got to see it live in person like to make sure that I liked it. Yeah. And they delivered it to my house. And yeah. when I had a question, the yeah. guy was there to save me money. The, Come on. The, the, uh, Best Buy for the win. Best, Best Buy has over the last couple of years uh, I would say surpassed Amazon on things like TV sales mm -hmm. because they are they are now price competitive which they were not for a long time they were they absolutely weren't um, but they are now and because you can actually go there in person and you can see things um, so I am uh, I, I do think there is actually a place for Best Buy in the ecosystem but the only reason that they have improved so much is because of the competition from Amazon capitalism for the win yeah. JBL. There you go. So that's the gigant TV. 
is amazing. Congratulations. When we when we put it up, mm-hmm. my kids were like, "Oh, it's it's like going to see IMAX for the first time." You know, when we we uh, I got a TV. This is several months now ago. Maybe it was half a year ago. I got a TV for our basement when we were redoing the basement, and we have a new sort of like um, setup where you could put. Oh, books is it a Sony Trinitron? Like no, <laughs> it's a panel. It's an RCA. And uh, and and Kate was like, well, I was thinking that we could, uh, you know, I mean, it comes with the the, the thing you can mount on it, but if you could, you know, put it against the the wall of the uh, the setup thing there. You could you could put it on the wall there with the brackets. The wall of the setup. The setup thing. thing. It's like a little li- what do you call it? the home library thing? You know, it's it's white. It's like furniture. You could put it on the thing there. You know, the shelf, the shelving unit. You know, you could put it on the shelf. Do you have unit. a? So you have like a? It's like from IKEA. A media unit. You have a, There yeah, you go. Yeah, that, that, yeah, the media <laughs> center unit thing. And she said, well, instead of like propping it on with its, you know, the thing that it comes with in the box, you can, you know, it also comes with the brackets. I'm like, oh, that's not happening. <laughs> Look, it looks actually, fine right here. I know it's lower, but you'll get used I'm to sure it. Sure, Kate's dad could have put it oh, up there in about five minutes. I came home. He did. Uh, he he loves doing those anchors for bookshelves. He's, he Wait, loves are you saying like that you that. have it lower because no, it's, it's resting like, on no, the thing? No, no. I'm type-wise. sitting on the couch and I'm looking straight at it. Well, what I was going to say, Victorino, is that up. you are correct. This is a frequent. A frequent mistake yes, that people I, make in yes. TVs too high is yes. they put them too high. Yeah. They should be, you should sit where you're going to be sitting mm-hmm. and it should be a direct line of sight. Mm-hmm. And mine, because it has to go over a mantel place, mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. I, we have it so it is tilted down. Mm-hmm. So when you sit and look, you're mm-hmm. looking dead on. You it's, don't want viewing angle it's, discrepancies. It's, thank you, Jayville. It's perfect for me. It's a little higher for Kate. Just kidding. <laughs> you have to think about that one. <laughs> Let's move on. <laughs> I wasn't sure. I throw that one. I threw it out so fast. Okay. It's kind of something about Mary Yish, really. Okay. Uh, <laughs> he's taking off his sweater. It's, it's getting hot in here. Sonny, quickly. We just, we just ran through 18 minutes. We just ran through 18 minutes. And that was like a, what, four-second delay? It was like a four-second delay. Um, Sonny, how is your... We, just stop the show. Yeah, we're, done. Like we're done. I think 18 minutes, 18 minutes is good for the episode. Good episode. Okay, until next uh, time. Good show, guys. Uh, until next time. Sonny, how are you? I'm great. Good. I'm great. Good. Uh, nice Thanksgiving. Yes. Um, my my one weekend thought, I'll be brief because we, we had a lot <laughs> of TV talk. Yes, we did. I'll uh, be brief, too. Uh, is I so uh, as many of you know, I have a small child, and part of having a small child is waking up at about two in the morning for about two hours while he tries to go back to sleep, uh, which is actually really nice for me because it's the middle of uh, award season, so I've got a mm-hmm. lot of movies to watch at home. Mm-hmm. And one that I watched and that I think JBL would really like, uh, and we 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 very we very briefly discussed during the Oscar draft, if only to poo poo it, but Vox Lux, I think is actually it's actually very. It's it's very good and it's very interesting and it has an idea behind it about the relationship of pop. This for is lack the of a better Pepsi word. to Stars Born's Coke, basically, basically. <clears throat> but uh, but the but it's so it's briefly it's about uh, it is about the rise of a rise and semi fall of a pop star um, who uh, comes to national prominence after a school shooting. Uh, and writes a you know kind of an anthem for her class and for the rest of the country to get over it, um, and and uh, how she kind of descends into drugs and you know whatever, but is still able to kind of pull it all together uh, for the sake of the show. But the the it is it is it's a fascinating film about the idea of what um, what it actually means to be a pop star in this kind of weird media saturated environment that we live in now it's it, it has more to say about the times that we live in than a star is born by a by a huge margin and cypress yet, hill wrote a song about this exact subject once really ah no. anyway so uh, if if you see vox lux you see vox lux playing in a neighborhood near you you should check it out uh, starring natalie portman starring natalie portman she's only in i'm it. ron burgundy she's only ah. she's only in it for like the second half of the film the first half is her as like the first half is this character as a, a teenager navigating the, the world of pop stardom and then the second half is her as a 35 year old trying to you know mount kind of a comeback tour after some so some it's been completely years. overshadowed yeah. by stars born yeah i mean nobody nobody nobody's gonna go see it nobody's gonna it's not gonna it's get bad. any awards buzz but it's actually i think it's a far superior cinematic achievement than mm-hmm. a star is born okay good question yeah do they use computer cgi to de-age natalie portman no Oh, sorry, Vic. Yeah, we can't we can't get back to those golden years. Oh, I'm not even gonna. 
<laughs> I'm not even going to comment on that. Uh, uh, okay, well, uh, I had a, 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 How was your a, lovely, a lovely Thanksgiving, a lovely Jersey. Thanksgiving. Yes, yes, Jersey. and A very made Jersey it, Thanksgiving. Made it up to Jersey. In Did you watch the Macy's Parade? Don't so, don't yeah, do it. Okay, so I made it up to Jersey in three hours and fifty minutes, which is not bad. We That's not it. bad at we all. We actually would That's have been even we Thanksgiving morning. Yeah. Oh uh, no, Wednesday morning. What? Even crazier. That's and insane. You know what? We would have been there in about three hours and thirty minutes, but uh, Kate had you know, she needs her caffeine, and so you know she's like, I, I need my coffee now because we left at five fifty in the morning. I'm not. I'm like, I'm not making coffee, and we're not making coffee in the morning. And I said, we just got to get on the road. Don't worry, just hang it. You don't have to do anything. But she needed her coffee. She wanted to stop in Delaware. I'm like, no. I have a secret for you. Get over the bridge. No, I have a secret for you. JVM. At the Delaware rest stop? Yes. They also have a separate drive through Starbucks. A drive through Starbucks yes. at that Delaware rest stop? Yes. Yeah, so You're so kidding. the giant new Delaware yes. rest stop. Yeah, they're just very nice. Sonny, this is hot talk. <laughs> uh, if you could, not at the main building, but over by the gas station stuff. It's like a separate Starbucks? There's a separate structure, and nobody knows about it. Oh my gosh, secret Starbucks. Nobody secret goes Starbucks. So to the secret Starbucks. You can get through that Starbucks oh line in 30 seconds, and then the on-ramp everybody. is right there. You literally come out of that, turn right, and you're merged right back onto 95. That, that would have been great. Did uh, I just blow your mind? You did, because we... We, I was still telling Kate, oh, aren't you glad we got what you know we got over the bridge? Because it was already getting. Once it gets to the separation on the Delaware, um, on the interstate between New Jersey, New York, and Philly, mm-hmm. then it started. The bottleneck was starting already. Already, already. So uh, we ended up having to go to James Fenimore Cooper. <laughs> yeah, it's a bad one. That's a bad. It really one. is. And uh, like in every way, it's bad. And <laughs> James F. Eyes. McGreevy. Yeah. The James F. McGreevy <laughs> rest stop. Yes, that's right. And. Uh, and, and the, the line for Starbucks was too long, of course. And I'm like, the clock is ticking. We need to go. And so she said, fine, and went to Burger King. And that co- it was terrible. The Burger King iced coffee is terrible. And she you know, you was could have just dropped unhappy. her off to stay in line. Then you could have driven to the far end of the parking lot and just maybe flicked your high beams a couple times. And oh, you get a little happened. action. Just okay, wait. Just a little action. I mean, if you have time okay. to kill. And then I have also, sorry, excuse me. I have also a <laughs> time to kill. Um uh, a correction. Uh, I, I I said last episode I was going to do fifty push-ups for the talent show. Thirty-one. Sorry, I was short by nineteen. I could have done thirty-two. Have you ever done fifty push-ups consecutively? No, I guess I haven't. So you were I just think, guesstimating. I just, I just threw it out there. Insanely impressive number that yes, the rest of us were like, wow. it was. It was. But thirty-one for a forty-five-year-old. I'm in the good category there. I think that's a good. Category. It's okay. It is. It's it's good for me. Uh, and uh, and I wasn't even nominated. They had finalists for the talent show, but my niece does the nominating, and the fix is in. Like two of the three finalists are her parents, you know. So obviously, and then my my daughter won. Shenanigans, uh, shenanigans, uh, shenanigans. And I did two acts. I did two acts. I did the push-ups with the. I had background music. You're the best around for the Karate Kid. Mm-hmm. You know that song, great song. And uh, and then I did a a card trick that I learned from the internet, but it was a it was a crappy one. Uh, good for the kids. Like they can, you can fool the kids. Like how do they know it? Kate figured it out pretty quickly. How was I able to predict the fourth card in one deck from another deck? It was very simple, but it was no Ricky J. Mm. Speaking of which, transition. Last Saturday, the legendary sleight of hand master magician Ricky J died in Los Angeles of natural causes. He was seventy-two. JVL. I became a fan of Ricky J because of you. When did this all happen? Well, in the magic set, Ricky Jay has been a big deal since the 70s. Oh, yes, that's right. Uh, I believe he was the youngest. He's the youngest child ever to do magic on television. Really? As a seven-year-old, he booked a gig on, like, one of these, you know, your talent type, mm-hmm. you know, yeah, McMahon yeah. Star is Born kind of shows. Uh, oh, I had no idea. And I didn't know because I do not pay a lot of attention to the world of magic. Same. I first saw him in Boogie Nights and then learned about him in the Paul Thomas Anderson commentary to Boogie Nights where he talks that's about right. Ricky J. And I then became interested. And you shared that with me, and that's, that's how I got There's a phenomenal... There's only one truly great profile written about him. It's a Mark Singer piece in Fantastic. the New Yorker from 1993, I yep, think. Yeah, that's right. And it's one of these cases where Singer is a longtime pal of his. Mm-hmm. And the Ricky J story is amazing. Um, he is, in addition to everything else, uh, the greatest sleight of hand man of his generation, but also the greatest historian of conjuring uh, 
in a very, very long time. The yeah. guy amassed, basically spent, you know, over the course of his life, 85 cents of every dollar he made on rare books. Yeah. Uh, and, Is there a difference man. between uh, conjuring and magic? They're the same thing, but Jay, I believe conjuring is how it, the more academic term for it, and Jay was essentially almost an academic. Uh, and he he took a very artistic view of this. He didn't even like referring to the things as tricks because he said if you if you talk about it as a trick, then what you're doing is you're saying to the audience, I'm smarter than you are, and you just try to figure this out. And he that's said, right. that's not what you want. You want to instill a sense of wonder mm -hmm. with them. You're not trying to fool them into thinking that something is magic. Yeah, you're just you're just showing them something amazing. That's right. And he he said he was also very interested in cons. Oh really, yeah, right. Really of course, yeah, cons. Absolutely. Longtime yeah, yeah. friend of David Mamet's. There's a great line in the piece where uh, somebody somebody says to him, "You know, are you are you allowed to play cards in a casino?" And he says, "There are." some casinos which have asked me not to play there and then he sticks out like a sore thumb though. he's easy to spot yeah. uh singer said i mean is there anybody who would like want to play cards with you and jay sort of pauses for a moment and says sure silly people <laughs> because you have to i mean the, the, some of this jay if anybody goes to now you went to I see went. ricky jay and yes. his 52 assistants yes. which i will forever be jealous can you talk a little bit about what it was like to see him work live because i've only ever seen youtube videos and it's not the same i've, I've seen a lot of shows in my time i have i mean just i live in jersey we'd always go up to new york for a show i've seen blackstone Remember Black, Harry oh, Blackstone? I believe he had a yes. branded line of toys. He did. He did. Down. He did. He had all things for kid for kids to be like a Harry Blackstone. And he was like his father, who was also um, a, a magician and, and conjurer. But I have never been so entertained as when I went to see Ricky Jane. I believe it was the fifty Ricky Jane is fifty two assistants, and it was at the Studio Theater on Fourteenth Street. Uh, and so I went with Kate, and she had no idea what was coming, right? So because you know she was vaguely knew, and I was raving about him, and, and, all, and I had read the New Yorker piece, and then of course I'd seen him in all the movies, um, and this might have even been before I was you know with YouTube and seeing all the old stuff, and so um, I caught his act on HBO once. Oh yeah, 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 where he's throwing the cards directed into the water, by David Mamet, directed by David yeah. Mamet, and he's throwing the cards like 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 shurikens, like Chinese. How you could kill somebody with them? He he was clocked throwing a playing card ninety miles an hour. <laughs> it's crazy. It's real yeah. life bullseye. No, it's real. Yeah, I mean he is. Yeah, yeah. the yeah. the cartoon villain. So bullseye. It, the studio theater is very small, and you're sitting there, and and he's walking around the theater. So you're as close to him as I am to you guys right now. And the theater is, you know, what, you know, 10 feet away from uh, the, the stage is 10 feet from where my seat is. And so you could see everything. And it's the same setup I think he does for most of the shows. And he's got the felt table and all the tchotchkes around and, and the bookshelves. And he's so great. What was what was so great about it, I mean, obviously, he's a master magician and the, the illusion stuff is amazing. But the storytelling. Yeah. It's so good that he has everybody, you know, sort of, you know. In, in his grip, and I mean, he has their undivided attention, and and he's funny, and he's what he and he makes fun of himself a lot, <laughs> you know. I mean, all the he embraces the nerddom about it. He does the, sc the sword, the scissors, and the scabbard, and he cuts it midair. Um, the other thing is the wind up toys. Oh, that he kills with the cards. Yes, and oh no, he had the wind up toys predicting uh, a woman's card that she had written her name on. You know, so she wrote her name and he lays it out and he keeps on getting the wrong card. And then he finally resorts to the wind up toys. And there's one with a turtle with a baby's head on it. And everyone's in stitches. I mean, it's just fantastic. And then and then the the, the rabbit that when it, uh, it either picks the right card or it dies and then it keels over, you know. And then finally, not the right card. And then he reaches into a chest, takes up uh, a deck of cards that has still wrapped, opens it up. And then her card's in that deck instead. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's, it's crazy. He's astonishing. I, anybody who doesn't know him, he's one of these figures where there are only two types of people. There are people who have never heard of Ricky Jay, and there are people who revere him. That's right. To to see him is to fall in love with him, and I am sad that he is gone. Yeah, uh, Sonny, you were you had you were um, really familiar with. Well, yeah, no, I'm I'm actually in that weird third category of people who know him and are aware of him but aren't like super into him. Um, what? Because I'm I'm mostly into his acting, Shame. which is which is like which is but it's he he is this weird actor where he will show up in a thing and he's basically always playing the same guy. <laughs> but he's Slightly always shady. but he's but he's always perfect in that role. I mean, my my the first time I remember seeing Ricky Jay and thinking who is that guy was uh, the first season of Deadwood. 
he plays one of the, he plays a dealer yes. in like the new casino that that comes to town and he's uh he had this sort of world weariness and like kind of shady um side eye to him that made him perfect for a scam artist in a pop-up mining town i mean it just like he he was just he was just perfect in that and so then i i would notice him more and more in 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 the mammoth movies and the you know paul thomas anderson movies um and it was it was uh i was i was sad to see him go in in the way that i am i am sad to see uh many character character actors go in Boogie Nights, uh, he plays the lenser, and he has the great line, of course, when they have to switch up, when Burt Reynolds has to transition from uh, film to VHS uh, or beta, and, uh, and and he turns to him, and, he, and Ricky Jay says, it is what it is. It's amazing. Yeah. He, also, he also has that funny exchange with uh, William H. Macy. You know, his wife Why? is right, and his wife is performing with another guy. And after William H Macy storms out, he sort of looks at him and shrugs his shoulders, like, eh, "I'll check it out anyway." You know, no, he's not even performing; it's at a it's party, at, and she's right, stooping some party, other right. guy at a party, not even professionally. Uh, he's mm-hmm. he was amazing. He had the voice, basically, in my mind. Uh, it reminded me of the comic book uh, dungeon guy from The Simpsons' voice. Yes, every every interview I've ever read with him, he has been asked. Yeah about whether or not he himself ever used his powers for evil. And he always dodged the question. Really? So I get the sense that there had been a period of time in his life where he decided to use this stuff to grift people. Wow. And the idea of evil Ricky Jay, yeah. bad Ricky Jay mm-hmm. out there doing it, I just mm-hmm. find delicious. No. Man, that would have been awesome. No, he used to, and he, he used to say like he would open his show for Ricky Jay and his 52 assistants and he'd say, um, you know, how many people here are into astrology? And, you know, nobody raises their hand. He says, you know, something like 70% of Americans rely on astrology. Why can't any of them come to my show? You know, and it's just very funny that way. But, uh, uh, yeah, I can see, like, sort of a dark, sort of uh, a Ricky J, sort of the expert. I mean, it's frightening. It would be very frightening. I would say also recommending his books. If you ever go to Amazon, you can find the books. Um, and they make great gifts. There's Jay's Journal of Anomalies. Uh, Learned Pigs and Fireproof Women. Yep. Um, and and there's one that has a fantastic title. I find it fascinating for obvious reasons. Matthias Buchinger, The Greatest German Living by Ricky Jay, whose peregrinations in search of the little man of Nuremberg are herein revealed. That's Have you read book. It's an amazing book. You know how much the hardcover is? $150 yeah. on Amazon. So great gift if you're into it. If you're not into it, maybe you can get them a, a quip. When you think of the perfect gift, you probably don't think of an electric toothbrush, but the Quip electric toothbrush is one of the most gift-guided gifts of the season, and here's why. It's perfect for everyone with a mouth, and it's something they'll use twice every day. Uh, Quip makes holiday travels clean and easy with a multi-use cover that mounts to mirrors and unmounts to slide over the bristles for on-the-go brushing. Quip doesn't require a clunky charger and runs for three months on one charge. Quip is a gift that get, keeps refreshing with brush heads automatically delivered on dentist-recommended schedule for every three months, just $5. And you can even gift prepaid refills for a year to make sure they're never using old, worn-out, or ineffective bristles. And that's what I love about uh, Quip. You can take it on your travels. It mounts right to the wall, and you only need one charge, and it lasts you for a very long time. Uh, plus, they have over 5000 verified five-star reviews. Quip looks like a big-ticket tech gift with a stocking stuffer price starting at just $25. And if you go to getquip.com slash substandard right now, you'll get your first refill pack for free with a Quip electric toothbrush. But you don't have to tell your giftee that. That's your first refill pack free at getquip.com slash substandard and you can do it all with the greatest of ease on the internet assuming it's not broken speaking of which over the weekend ralph breaks the internet took the top spot at the box office with 56 million dollars followed by creed 2 with 35 million dollars and dr seuss's the grinch in third place with 30 million dollars also crimes of grindelwald dropped by more than 50 percent in its second week with only $29 million, and bringing up the rear is Bohemian Rhapsody, coming in fifth place with $14 million. It's hanging on by a rope, JVL. Okay. Uh, 
Back box office thoughts. I know you like. Okay, so oh, where did Facebook thoughts. Live yeah. go? Oh, too bad. Uh, so it's not good for crimes of Grindelwald, is it? Uh, I don't know. Uh, the most interesting thing that happened at the box office this weekend was Green Book uh, dying. Uh, did about I want to say it did six or seven million. Mm, not good for uh, Sony. I, I didn't have Green Book. You have Green you Book. You have Green Book. <laughs> no, I have the other one. No. Sonny stole the other you one. You have Green oh. Book. Sonny has the one that's going to win all the awards. Barry I have, Jenkins. I have I have Beale all right, Street. I'm in trouble. I have Beale Street and I have A Star is Born. I'm going to win all of the awards. You know, and Vice. Um, but no, but I, I actually think that I actually think that Green Book will uh, stick around. So Green Book was in, in a thousand screens um, and it did... Five point five million dollars this well, week. Well, that's not bad. This weekend for an average of five thousand dollars. That's not bad. It's not good. It's not good, but it's not bad. It's not good. So here's, uh, but it it is it is the sort of movie. But it also got an A plus from CinemaScore, and it uh, yesterday they the national or uh, on, I'm sorry, on Tuesday. It's a great movie. On Tuesday, the two days ago, National Board of Review uh, named it Best Picture of the Year. So there's a very interesting thing going on where all of the Oscar watchers have anointed Green Book as the the movie that is going to kind of rally the old boomer liberal types who want uh, their their racially aware films with a dose of humor and and leavened with some you know uh, some some funny Italian stereotypes um, <laughs> and uh, the audiences didn't really show up for it and uh, with an a plus from cinema score that's you know a multiple of five or six or something like that so maybe it gets to 30 or 40 million dollars total box office but i'm i it's a very it's a very fascinating thing where this is supposed to be the crowd pleasing socially aware film that grosses a hundred million dollars and people people show up for and and it turns into a an, an oscar sensation and i just don't see that happening won't this be beale street <clears throat> if beale street could talk that's going to be the one but no but this is the thing is that this was supposed to be the populist version of if if beale street could talk because ah. if beale street could talk is going to i i see it uh thursday at 2 p.m so i see it today at 2 p.m um <laughs> Uh, and in 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 I so I don't know for sure you know if it is going to be as difficult say as as uh, say Moonlight or a movie like that. But um, this was this was kind of supposed to be the the crowd pleasing populist film, and it certainly has pleased the crowds who showed up for it. But very few people see, actually seem that interested in showing up for it, which strikes me as like a kind of a sea change on this sort of movie. This is supposed to be. This is supposed to be again the the populist and also award-winning film that is not actually a populist success. Question? Yeah. What if we reshoot it with Christopher Plummer in all the Viggo Mortensen scenes? <laughs> maybe, maybe that maybe then that does better. Do people show up? Maybe for they it? do. Maybe they do. I don't know. I mean, oh, I don't that's know. That's good. This... I bet he could do Italian. I oh. don't. I don't know if this is a function of the rollout strategy. They opened it in. I don't like. 10 or 15 theaters or something like that the first weekend and instead of platforming it they, they decided right to, to a go, thousand they, they went yeah. to a thousand which is not but but a thousand's a weird number because thousand's not yeah. wide no it's in no it, but it's too big it's but it's no too man's big. land yeah. and it, 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 it like, should have moved to 400 they should have moved it up to 400 then they should have moved it up to 1500 and then maybe get it up to 2500 but like it, it, it's just mm -hmm. everything about this movie has been weird and i don't know exactly what to make of it except for the fact that i think it marks a real sea change in what audiences uh, are expecting from their Oscar bait. Okay. Thank they you, want Sonny. fish sex. They want fish. Yeah. They want, they want hot fish man That's on right. uh, mute, right. mute woman sex. That's right. Um, you did, And you did not. Did you see Ralph Breaks the Internet, Sonny? I did not. Uh, I did not go see it. Didn't have the energy? I just, I like, uh, I, I, I'm only, I'm, I'm seeing very few, I'm seeing as few movies in the theater as possible uh, over the, over the, you know, Mm -hmm. month, next month or so. So I did go see Creed 2, though. Well, tell us about Creed 2. <sighs> Creed 2 is the sequel to Creed, uh, Ryan Coogler's surprise uh, hit from 2015 about the bastard son of Apollo Creed, Adonis Creed, played by Michael B. Jordan, who uh, wants to get into the boxing game and is, is forced to flee his Los Angeles home 
uh, and go to Philly and learn from Sylvester Stallone, etc. So by the end of the first film, it, the the first film fi- basically follows all of the beats of Rocky, more or less, um, up to him losing the big final fight. In the second film, the second film picks up, Creed two picks up as he is winning the championship. He's winning the championship, uh, and he is now the champion, and uh, out of the shadows comes Victor Drago, Ivan Drago's son, who... Victor. Uh, Victor. Victor. Who wants to reclaim the family name and restore the, the greatness of the Drago name uh, and challenges uh, Adonis to a match to get revenge for... Ivan killing Apollo Creed? I, the, 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 the sequence of events that leads to... Uh, Victor Drago uh, challenging uh, Adonis Creed make very little sense except in the in the idea that they are two brand names and that's what boxing is looking for is brand yeah. names who will who will draw people true. to a fight and in, in in that it is very much like the modern movie uh, industry um, so Creed 2 is essentially a, uh, a a sequel to Creed and also Rocky 4 um, and the best parts of Creed 2 are the parts that have in uh, entirely to do with the Dragos. The thing that is interesting about Creed 2 is not is not Adonis Creed. It's certainly not Rocky, who Sylvester Stallone gets way too much screen time in this film. There's a whole subplot with him and his kid that I could not possibly care less about. Um, but the, the thing that's interesting about it is the Dragos trying to reclaim their status in Russia and what it actually, what, what, what Ivan wants from his son and what Victor wants from his father. It's very much a movie about what uh, children owe to their parents, and more Fathers importantly, and what what parents owe to their children. Um, and it is it, all the stuff with the Dragos is fascinating and compelling. And this is why Cree Two is better than it has any right to be, because it actually has a compelling villain. And Rocky movies almost never have compelling villains. Mm-hmm. They they almost are. They, it's it's just some guy to beat. Um, uh, this is this is the rare this is the rare boxing movie where you actually care about the person you're supposed to beat to the point that he is almost I, I like you could make a whole movie about Victor Drago that is actually more interesting than the movie about Adonis Creed. Is he the real hero no, of he's Creed not, Two? He's, he's, <laughs> he's not the real hero, but he is the real protagonist. He's like he actually has an, a character arc. Where he is, you know, he kind of emerges from his shell of, you know, just being a, a machine that has mm-hmm. been programmed by his father to actually question why it is they want reintegration into this Russian society that rejected them so viciously after uh, after Rocky defeated Ivan um, on Christmas Day in 1987, 86. 80, well, the movie was 85. I believe 85. it's pronounced Ivan. Ivan. Uh, anyway, I... Drago. Uh, so, Cree 2 is not... Cree 2 is not a great movie mm-hmm. but it is better than it has any right to be which is very similar to Creed Creed I don't think was a great movie it was fine but it was better than it had any right to be because Ryan Coogler actually has a sense of style um, and he actually has a visual idea of how things should work on mm-hmm. film and the 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 middle fight in Creed uh, which is basically one take through a round and a half of action uh is the single best shot fight in any of the Rocky series movies and any of these movies by far and away the best. And there's nothing there's nothing quite as good as that in Creed 2. It's actually very visually bland and, and kind of dull. Um, but the the story is actually I think more interesting in Creed 2 than in than I in definitely Creed. found the the story to be very compelling. Um, I actually forgot uh, that he lost uh, his fight in the at the end of Creed. Uh, and so I sort of, but they kind of refresh you on that because yeah. they bring you up to speed, and then this sort of anticlimactic where he becomes the uh, the champion. But that's early on. Uh, but the thing about you know Adonis is he's always, always so angry. You know, he's so angry because of his father not having a father. Why'd my father die? And I got to avenge my father at the same time. So he's always in search of this inner peace. But I keep on thinking there must be other ways besides boxing to find inner peace. JVL, calm dot com. No, calm.com, C-A-L-M.com. So my favorite, we love all our sponsors equally, of course, but my personal favorite is the folks at calm.com. It is a sleep app. You put it on your phone and uh, it is filled with meditations and sleep stories and it is amazing. Uh, We talk incessantly about how I use this with my kids and have for the last couple of years. 
Um, let me let me just throw a little something at you, boys. Are you ready? This is this is the sleep story. Ooh, play that, it. This is the sleep story that my five year old has been listening to nonstop for the last week. Good evening. My name is Sebastian, and tonight I'll be reading you a very special fairy tale called Rapunzel. <laughs> it's it's amazing. So that is Sebastian Koch, who you would remember from the lives of others. Oh, really? And uh, just an amazing voice, a sort of intriguing accent, and he reads a beautiful version of Rapunzel. And <laughs> my daughter is asleep before the prince even shows up. Yeah, I'm mean, just just yeah. out. Yeah. You know, by the time that uh, the the husband has made the deal with the sorceress to get the rampion so that he can then feed his wife and agree to give her the daughter, uh, she's just bam out like a light. And it's it is so great. I can't even tell you. And we are my my five year old daughter and I are traveling this weekend together for our first ever daddy daughter getaway. Just wow. the two of us. And I have essentially no concerns about getting her to sleep in a strange bed uh, away because I'm going to have calm on my phone. And That's when it's wonderful. bedtime, it's the, you know, you just get to do all the same rituals with you. That's great. They put new versions of these stories, new stories up all the time. So it's a constantly growing library of sleep stories that you can use to put your kids to bed. They add new meditations uh, all the time. They have even like nap stories for grownups. So if like you want to just give yourself a twenty minute siesta, they'll put put one of those guys on and it will lull you to sleep nice. and then wake you up gently. It's the best. Uh, I really really love it. I cannot recommend it highly enough to anybody who has kids. Uh, so the uh, folks at com.com are giving you a twenty five percent off of a subscription, which is a tremendous deal. Uh, we as I say all the time, we pay full freight for it in our house, and we will continue to pay for it. I would, I would pay for it if it was twice what the, what the actual price is. That's how good it is. Uh, but you can get it for twenty five percent off now. You go to com.com slash substandard, c a l m dot com slash substandard. It gives you access to everything they have and twenty five percent off. You should go do it now. Thank you, JVL. CreeThoughts.CreedBlog, CreedBlog.com, <laughs> something like that. I forgot what it is. It's a good, it's a good office. Right? So, yeah, that's a great one. It's I, just a Word document. It's just, that's fine. If you, you should just like press pause and then you see the stuff he's writing. It's like, but uh, in, in any event, um, I really like this movie. And it's like, I don't know, maybe I was just felt more comfortable. It was more relaxed going into this than it was Widows. And maybe I didn't have as much as my mind. I really got into this. Um, uh, it, it, and, and the theater was packed. And the people were into it. People clapped. People were very into the fight in my yeah. in my screening as well. And I thought it it might be because we had a a um, a radio audience. Oh, we yeah, were the they critics. Liked, yeah, the yeah. critics were watching with a radio audience. We know that, yeah. which are always top notch audiences. But there was literally uh, a guy at the top of the theater yelling, "Get that ass!" As <laughs> As uh, Don Donny Creed was uh, was taking it to Victor Drago. Oh, okay. so uh, it was. This is that's a, that's a quote. I can't. That's course, a quote that you can put on yes. the poster. Get that <laughs> oh, ass. Get that ass. Um, it's uh, you. You can't help but think uh, but think of Eddie Murphy, of course, when he talks about going to see Rocky. You know, Yo Rocco with the uh, the Italians, and I wouldn't even say you know. How far it gets. One of his greatest bits. One of his greatest ever. bits. The Juji fruit, and then he's there. And That's the, on the YouTube. Guy picks a fight. Yeah, you can for now. go to YouTube for now. It's completely inappropriate. I can't we can't say it here, but it's funny stuff. Uh it brought back memories for me of having seen Rocky Ford in the theater. So 85, I was 12. And the the one thing I remember about going to see that movie was how shocked I was that they allowed Apollo Creed to die. Like you're not expecting that, is it? Like that's that's not supposed to happen. And I knew Rocky three that Mickey died, but he was old. Mr. T, uh, Clipperling, a bit, uh, uh, you know, inadvertently killed him, gave him a heart attack. But this thing was so brutal, and it's like throw the towel. Oh, he's out. He's having these convulsions. I'm sure he'll be fine. And then they switch. The next scene is the the the, 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 the grave site, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I remember being like, 
And then, of course, then you're outraged and you say, this can't be. And then you're like, we're going to kill that guy. We're going to get that. Get the Russian, you know, and you it get really fired is, up. It re- Rocky Four is really the height of American propaganda. Like, even more than Red Dawn, I think, is like the height of American <laughs> mainstream cinematic an, propaganda They film. killed an it's American. fantastic. They killed an American. It's, this is why it's a 13 out of 4 star film. <laughs> Rocky Four. It's just like <laughs> the greatest movie. Rocky movies are best when they surprise you and the the what makes the original Rocky work and I don't know how recently you guys have watched it but that movie is awfully slow it does not very well. slow yeah uh, w- the movie only succeeds because Rocky doesn't win yeah if Rocky end. wins right that movie is sort of a joke but the fact that the whole point is that he goes the distance and he loses in the decision anyway, that's what makes it. And you're not trained to, I mean, you right. are trained as an audience to think, right, right. oh, he's going to win. Right. Uh, Which is what, why people feel different about Rocky Two. They don't love correct. it as much. What makes Rocky Four work is Apollo's death. Which, again, yeah. totally subverts mm-hmm. everything mm-hmm. we think we know about Rocky right. movies. Right. And it raises the stakes for everything. It introduces character development right. for, for mm-hmm. uh, Rocky Balboa mm-hmm. himself. Mm-hmm. It's just great. And it leads to one of the great montages of all time where not the workout in the Siberian snow montage. Which is amazing. Which is amazing. Yeah, that, yeah, yeah. That's also a top five it's montage. Sort of but the, the, the KGB guys my favorite, trailing him. My favorite, my favorite montage Mercedes. in that movie is, is when uh, Rocky is driving and he's remembering his relationship with Apollo. And he shifts his Corvette approximately 73 right. times. That's there right. must be there must be 100 gears on that car because he's just like... <laughs> is he going through the tunnel? Is he going through the tunnel and like stuff? cuts yeah. to images of, of Apollo and Rocky and he's running like, on the beach together. Flash, the flashbacks. Hugging. Right. You know. uh, I thought... I thought... Um, oh, by the way, you know, the other great thing about Rocky IV... The Gorbachev lookalike. The Gorbachev yes. lookalike is amazing. <laughs> like, oh, it looks good. He's got the, the wine stain like, on the forehead. Yeah, the that's him. That's Gorbachev. So that was really exciting. <laughs> Actually, that was that was the real Mikhail Gorbachev. Nowadays, because they could pay him to do it. But the uh, uh, that was very exciting. And, and of course, Bridget Nielsen. Bridget Nielsen. But that's also, I disagree with your contention that the villains in the Rocky movies are beside the point. The villains yeah. in the Rocky movies Clubber are Lang. amazing. Apollo Creed. A tremendous, yeah. fleshed-out, mm-hmm. fully-rounded character. Club, Club, of Lang. Club of Lang. Pretty good character mm-hmm. that we know a lot about. We understand his motivation. Ivan Drago. And none of the villains are true villains. Tommy Gunn, one of the most memorable villains of all time. <laughs> what, you know, no. What do you mean none of them are true villains? Uh, no, no, except for Drago. So Drago is the, the first so true So is Clubber Lang. No, Clubber Lang no, kills no, Mickey. No, no, no. Oh, totally come on. Would, he pushed him. Clubber Lang kills Mickey and like threatens to sexually assault Adrian. He's just trying to get him all riled up. He's just trying to rile him up. Just from the streets, and Tommy and Gunn is a joke, and then pretty Ricky. Rocky Balboa hey, in peace. Rocky, who I, who even was the villain in Rocky Balboa? Who uh, was the, the villain computer. in Creed? Some British guy. No, but he's not a villain. Is the other thing? So pretty Ricky, the, oh. the whole fact is so. Everything you need to know about Pretty Ricky is that when he is fighting with his manager about this, and he doesn't want to take the fight. Because for people who don't remember this, Pretty Ricky is about to go away to prison for seven years. This is the last fight he's going to have. He will not be able to fight professionally when he gets out seven years hence. He says, why should I box this guy? This guy is not like competitive enough to get into the ring with me. And his manager says, because this is where we get the biggest payday. And you have to get the money now to take care of your children. Because you were such an idiot that you went and got yourself arrested. And Pretty Ricky says... Yeah, okay, and consents. This is a guy who is literally just doing this to take care of his family. It is the most perfectly understandable motivation imaginable. I mean, just because he has uh, an understandable motivation doesn't mean it's interesting. Like, I don't care about that character. He's He's a dick, and he's an idiot. I wish he would gone to jail poor, and his family had starved. Can we? Can we talk? I talk. I like talk about the perfs. Great perfs across, perfs and it, across and it the sounds board. like we first, like first, Victor Drago first too. First you it say like understand. Yeah, I'm, first, I'm first getting, you say Lenzer, and now you say perfs. I'm looking at the language. I've been reading. We talked about the deets, Victor. You know, there's an interesting skein daily variety on the Peacock. The great perfs. I'll tell you what. All right, Claire Huxtable, she's great. I'm great. So nice to see her. Tessa Thompson, who I'm used to, I like her with the British accent, but she's still very nice. And I forgot she was deaf. That's another thing I forgot. She was is deaf she, or mute. I'm not sure what the. No, she's deaf, on her way. She's progressive here in Los. Oh, okay. Is she the girl from the Second Descendants movie? I'll, you know, I'll no, let her. That's no, no, no. Second no, no, I don't think so. She she's, was in this Thor is, Ragnarok. That's Ragnarok. That's where we first saw her, unrelated. And if there was any justice. Oh, yeah, I remember that. Yeah, she's if, good in that. If there was any justice in this world. She was in Annihilation. They should have an Oscar nom for Best Supporting Actor for Dolph Lundgren. 
I liked agreed. him. Agreed. I agree. The Dragos are the Dragos are the best part of this movie by far. And he's a smart guy. I know he's not Russian, but he sounded Russian. Obviously, Bridget Nielsen. You know, they had a very few lines. I don't think. Mm. Yeah. Maybe there's deleted scenes, but I thought that it was so fake. Well, she shows it's, up. She shows up so, solely as a reminder slash taunt. A taunt of what of what the Dragos Poor have Victor. lost. And Victor looks at the, the mother's god. The uh, great opening of Creed Two. I just thought it was a great opening. Uh, the colors are all bleached. Oh yeah, in the in in like the it's like, get the up, let's go. Ex Soviet bloc yes. apartment complex, and you know, yeah. No, it's I, great. I, I really think it was. It, I think it's compelling, despite the end fight. You're right. I mean, there's not the, the boxing, the boxing scenes in 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 this scene. They're good, but they're quick. They're not that well, memorable. Well, and the ending of the last <clears throat> boxing, uh, the last bout, without getting into details, is kind of karate kid esque. Yeah. Okay. No. The the uh, the. If you go back to Creed, the first Creed, the the middle fight, as we mentioned, is extremely interesting and visually visually well done, and kind of like it, it puts you in the action. In it's a, a in a compelling it's the, way. The best portrayal of boxing I've ever seen on screen. It's, really good. Uh, it's a, I mean, I would say it's up there with Raging Bull. Raging Bull's doing a different thing. Mm-hmm. It's doing a it's slightly more impressionistic but I, thing. Yeah, but no, like, I, I thought this was astonishing. But it was, it, it's fan, it's fantastic. But the, but it, it, compare that fight to the fight at the end of the film, which is just a very standard, just a very standard punch out. Because what is, it, it's, I, I won't say it's lazy. It's not lazy, but it relies on lazy tropes of, it's of, lazy of you have the announcers telling you how the action is going instead of actually watching it and seeing what is happening. Um, and it it is, and all of the fights in Creed 2 are like that sort of lazy, we get patches of action and Max Kellerman telling us in between rounds how the fight is going. And I hate that. And Jim Lampley. I hate that. I, I have a question because I did not watch Creed 2, but I did watch Creed 1 last night. And I don't understand how that final fight happened the promise that the movie makes to you with its portrayal of boxing mm-hmm. up until that point is in- immense so the first time we see adonis fighting he's in mexico and it takes place almost entirely you're viewing it from outside the ring mm-hmm. you're literally looking over the ropes you swing around and then you don't see what's happening for a crucial moment and then adonis knocks the guy out Right, so it's it's weird, like as if you were in mm. the audience and with an obstructed view, and it's great. Then you get that middle fight, which is again one of the, the in the ring, in the ring, yeah. where it is mostly from a, a perspective of one of the fighters. You even follow the two fighters to their corner between. Yeah, amazing. And it, and it, it switches fighters too. It's not like you're yes. just doing it from no. Right. It is not hardcore Harry. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's not yeah. hardcore Harry. And what this is promising you as an audience is you are seeing something you've never seen before. You are Mm -hmm. seeing a really special view of boxing. And then you get to the final fight. And it's just like every other Rocky fight that's ever been filmed. I mean, it's it's a simple function of of time, though. Yeah. It's a simple function That's of right. time because a twelve-round fight takes forty-eight minutes. I felt let down. A twelve, but no, uh, I mean, I mean, so they just let down the way that the story was told. They told even the, the storytelling is the same as in every other Rocky oh, yeah. fight you've ever seen. I, I, I felt like it was an enormous letdown. And in a way, this is a movie with so much promise that doesn't nail the ending. Yeah. Uh, no, I, 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 I tend to agree with you. I think it is a slightly overrated film in that. There's lots of things I love about it. There are lots of things but, to yeah. love about it, but it is it is it is weirdly overpraised and overhyped. That being said, it is better than I thought it would be. Yeah, and yeah. I see the things that people love about it. All the Philly stuff was man, Philly stuff. There's still a lot of, for me, and there's still a lot of Philly stuff yeah. at least half the. And movie Michael here. B. Jordan's fantastic. He's the so character good. He's so good. of Adonis Creed yeah. is a great yeah. character. Yeah. Like yeah. again, all of his motivations are totally understandable. You're yeah. rooting for him. He's such a and he's believable man. You root for him. And there's a funny irony in this in, in in this because his other trainer in Creed Two, of course, is played by Wood Harris, who was Avon Barksdale yeah. in The Wire, and of course he was uh, uh, Michael B. Jordan was Wallace, and he, he dies basically because of those guys. Very funny, but now they're together. I like that. It was a uh, I really I really enjoyed that. I mean, I was so good. I made noises like ooh. Ah, Were you yelling, yeah. get that ass? <laughs> that was me. That was me at in the my theater. Screening. I said that. I said that. Uh, Question. Okay. Yes. Question. I said, tap that. I said, tap that. Yeah. Sorry. Yes. So, JVL. Rank the Rocky movies. Oh, wow. Do it so, now. Mm, mm. Oh, God. Including Creed? 
it's part of the Rocky expanded yeah, yeah, universe, yeah, yeah, isn't yeah, yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. Okay. All right. All right. I guess. Uh, me, me personally. Yes. Me personally. I don't. I, uh, Pass. Right, I'll go. I, fortunately, I've tweeted about this, so I, oh, have, yes. I have it handy. Uh, Rocky Four. I'm going. I'm going best, best to, worst. to worst. Correct. Rocky Four. Mm-hmm. Rocky. Rocky Two. Creed. Rocky Balboa. Creed Two. Rocky Three. That's all of the Rocky movies. No, no. Are, Rocky Three is not at the bottom. Bottom worst. What? Rocky Three worst. is the second best. Yes. Rocky Three is. The, I'm with JVL. Rocky Three. Plus, is the you worst. have the fabulous Thunderlips. By the way, I, when I say when I say it's the worst, I I consider all of these to be it's basically two and a half to three star movies, except for okay. Rocky Four, fine, which fine, is a fine. thirteen star movie. How do you? Okay. I, okay. I don't. So, Victory, you and I agree. Rocky yeah, 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 Four is yeah, yeah. the greatest. Yeah, of all Rocky Four. I, I need. I need but to let Rocky Creed, two. I need to let Creed's the Creed sink two? in. No, no I'm sorry. Rocky, Rocky then Rocky. Rocky Three. two Rocky is, at two the is bottom. probably the towards the bottom yeah. with like the Rocky mm-hmm. Balboa, the stuff that oh, we don't want. That's got to really be the one at the bottom. That's upset, upsetting. I, I got I got upset watching Rocky Five. Yeah, that's Rocky not. A, I don't know five. what that. That's Rocky Balboa. Yeah, that's Rocky Five. Yeah, is that Rocky Balboa? Is that the one where he comes out? It's the one with but Tommy I Gunn. Put, I don't know. That's not a thing that exists in this timeline. I might oh. put. I don't know. I don't know if I. I would have to. I would struggle between where I would place Creed in relation to the original mm-hmm. Rocky because mm-hmm. Creed is in the the same way that uh, the Force Awakens is a soft reboot of Star Wars and mm-hmm. New Hope. Yeah, Creed is a soft reboot of Rocky. Of Rocky. Yes. It's the same exact. Movie. It's yeah. the same yeah. movie, yeah. right? With a Karate Kid um, ending, but. Well. No, but, but it moves better, and the characters are more interesting. So it, it is a better movie in all the ways, except for the fact that, well, the first one did come up with the the ending, which is what makes the entire franchise. Right. And so and you have a to very, give it credit for that. I would say a very poignant end to the last fight in Creed II. I'm not getting any details. Oh, great. And it's I great. Fantastic, I, and I thought, uh-huh. Fantastic ending. Oh, I said, I bet you. What happened? Full happen. circle. I'm not going to say it, but it's like full circle. Uh, That's right. Here's, Closure. Here's um. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, Wait, does Rocky kill Drago? Full, full yeah, circle. In the, in the, in full the circle. stands. In the stands. <laughs> uh, he hits him with a ring bell. Creed, Creed is a soft reboot of Rocky, and Creed Two is essentially Rocky Three and Rocky Four, Four. put together. So you're saying that it's the best Rocky? Because it so Rocky, is. Rocky, so maybe Creed is. Two is the Creed the second is best. Rocky, Rocky Three, Rocky Three even has like the like Victor is basically Does a clubber Cena? Is basically a Clubber Lang type character. He is. He's angry. So Clubber Lang plus Ivan Drago in mm-hmm. the same movie. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. I'm, really, I don't know why you didn't I'll make see noises it. now. It's really, too. it's really compelling. At, at some point, you should. You see it on your nice fancy TV. Oh, on the big TV. There you go. Right. In you'll, 4K. You'll blood punch with all the, you. the yes. full array dimming zones. Ooh. Wonderful. <sighs> okay. Uh, we got to move on. I'll make the noises now, Vic. <laughs> <laughs> okay, thank you. Ooh, that was lovely. Uh, spirit of the week. We have a spirit of the week again yes. from JVL. Our friends Brianna and Keenan. This is who sent us a thank you present for a present we sent them, yeah, which is something you don't have to do. No, you do not have to do it, but feel free to do it. Uh, this is a really lovely. Bottle. Tell me about this because you guys were very yeah, excited when I sent you the picture of it when old, it came to my house. I had no idea what this was. Old Rip Van Winkle handmade bourbon. What makes this interesting? And she and she had this nice note about how saying, "Well, it's no, uh, um, what's the what's Pappy? your bourbon? Pappy Van Winkle, but." You know what? Anything aged 10 years, it's, that costs you a pretty penny. And here's the other interesting thing. Most bourbons that I've had, most bourbons are aged anywhere between the minimum of two years and four years. And they tend not to do well at 10 years because it gets too smoky. This is surprisingly not smoky at all, but very mellow. So I really enjoyed this. So thank you, guys. The old Rip Van Winkle. Sonny, do you like aged it? Aged 10 years, 107 proof. It's very good. 107 proof. Yeah. I, I even had some. Yeah. Like a big boy. No, he did. He did. I saw it. I saw it. It's true. Thank Thank you guys. All right. That's all the time we're giving to this episode. Questions, comments, complaints, compliments. Tweet us at Victorina Mattis at Sunny Budge. <laughs> at JV Last. Again, be sure to subscribe to us on iTunes or Google Play. Just type in Substandard on a podcast. We're there. Leave a review. Tell your friends. Until next time. Anything else? Yeah. No, we don't really have a ton of time. <laughs> okay, I feel like I had yeah. something, oh, you had something but then I don't. So, are you are you going to get a new TV? Not for a while. Not until one of my. I have two plasmas. When one of them burns out, I will I will upgrade to another. Yeah, okay. I'm hoping so you could be doing that for another ten years. But this is the thing: is I'm hoping they will last long enough to where the OLEDs or whatever 
comes after OLED is like the is actually reasonably. I understand, but my my plasma is so the blacks are so good. I on would it, I would say this: the blacks are not better on my full array mm. LED, but they are as good. I would say as the plasma. Mm. And the screen real estate makes a difference. So we jumped from 42 inches to 65 inches, which in terms of total mm -hmm. area of screen is almost a three times yeah, yeah. No, totally. increase. I have a... Uh, and it, man, it is like seeing a picture in home IMAX. My problem is I actually, my my the way my living room is set up, I don't actually have space for a 65 inch TV unless we radically reorient how the room is is arranged. So like where my TV is right now, I have a 42 inch Panasonic Viera, which is like the best, the best of them That's all. A nice the one. best TV yep. that has ever been made. Yep. Um, and it it sits it sits like right in it. There's like a perfect spot right against where the stairwell is, and it's right flush against the wall, and it goes right to the edges. So it's perfectly sized. That's if I got perfect. a six, I have a 60 inch in the basement, a 60 inch plasma in the basement, which is sadly not the Panasonic Viera. It's a Samsung something or other. Um, but the the uh, the one down the one in the basement is huge and it's 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 very nice. That to must watch. weigh 150 pounds. It, it, I think it was 175. Yep. It's, it's, no, no, it's incredibly heavy. Are so heavy. It's incredibly heavy to the point where I was like, we when we remodeled the basement, uh, one of the things I had to have help. I, we like had people come and help move move the stuff out of the basement, and I was like, I can't pick this TV up on myself. I gotta like have a guy come out and do it because it is insanely heavy. At some point, I guess I know I'm happy with my TVs. My thing is, I'm off the, I'm off the, I'm off, <laughs> I didn't even ask I'm, you. I'm, I'm, I'm off, I'm off to Scottsdale, Arizona this weekend, oh. uh, giving a talk to, at the Collegiate Network oh. in Arizona, oh. and um, Kate was disappointed that she said, "I wish I can go to one of these things." I said, "Trust me, you don't want to spend a whole weekend hanging out with college kids." <laughs> I'm sure it's fine. <laughs> 